Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day, discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. From high atop Mount Soledad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Dear listeners, this is Good News with Nurse Heather, and I'm her trusty sidekick, Canna Kenny. You've heard my voice on a time or two. Nurse Heather, good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, Kenny, and all of our beautiful listeners today. Yeah, there's so many out there, and you know, at various times we've had people in China and people in Europe. And, you know, I noticed a small demographic bump in the followers that we have from Mexico. And as you know, Mexico is on a path to have actually the one of the largest, the second largest adult legal program in the world. Actually, it'd be the first largest because we still have federal prohibition. So it's not obviously legal throughout the United States, but it obviously is very legal here in California. Ooh, muy, muy bueno. Sounds and, excellent. And so high atop Mount Soledad, for our dear listeners, is we're about 15 miles from the Mexican border. So we have a lot of commerce. And in fact, if you combine San Diego, California, and Tijuana, Mexico would be the 43rd largest economic market of all the countries in the world. Wow, that's impressive. And so they're opening up to cannabis, you say? Yes, they passed the Supreme Court, had ordered essentially the uh, legal or lawful uh, use of medical cannabis about two years ago, and it's been winding its way through with an order now that adult uh, cannabis is legal. So they're just waiting on the final legislative act. Wow. This plant's making her way around the world, isn't she, Kenny? Yeah, and, and down here in Southern California, of course, because of our proximity to the border, we have lots of folks that we're interfacing with now who are from south of the border and looking to have an international relationship with California and Mexico uh, in, in the near future with the free-flowing commerce of cannabis. Boy, how times have changed. Uh, yes, they have. <laughs> I'm so excited today to have our, our guest with us, um, Lisa DeLong. She was a speaker, she knows a lot about cannabis too. And she was a speaker at our Cannabis Nurses Network conference this year in, in 2020. And the title of that conference was, as we've said before, A Revolution in Healthcare. And she's a true revolutionary, Kenny. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about her? Well, I guess that was the segue for me to sort of shut my pie hole and move on to other things. <laughs> I get the hint besides the knee and the groin that you just gave me at the same time. But yes, I'd love to introduce our guest. Please feel free to say anything you would like, Kenny. Well, no, I'm moving in the <laughs> same direction. We're rowing the oars together and we're going the same direction. And yes, I am proud to introduce our guest, Lisa DeLong, RN, which I think are the two letters of a professional designation that are by far the most important in the world. There are heroes, Nurse Heather. And Lisa DeLong is an international inspirational speaker, author, cannabis nurse, bereavement facilitator, ballroom dancer, shall we call her Twinkle Toes? Twinkle Toes. Uh, and mom, she inspires audiences with a powerful reconnect to purpose message 
using writing prompts, salsa dancing, and humor. Recently, she passionately added cannabis education to her speaking platform in response to her discovery that cannabis could have helped her two sons during their leukemia treatments. She received her cannabis nurse competency through Cannabis Nurses Network in 2017. In 2018, she created Little Sister Hemp Company. In 2020, she joined Integrated Healthcare Solutions, a health and wellness company. And without further ado, bring on Lisa DeLon. Welcome, welcome, Lisa. Hello, hello from another mountain in California, Mammoth Lakes in, uh, North, in uh, on the of the Eastern Sierras. And um, I normally live, I'm in Los Angeles area normally, but I'm up here for the weekend uh, on a little retreat with my husband. It's so, always nice to be high atop a mountaintop. Right? <laughs> yes, in more ways than one. Well, yes. I have licenses, <laughs> cannabis licenses in Inyo County. And oh. So as you know, Inyo County is the second largest county in California in terms of its geographical size and extends all the way to the border of next to Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada. and all the way up almost to Mammoth. Yeah, I passed those signs on the way here. And sadly, it's quite smoky up here right now. It's uh, There's some fires burning on the other side of the Sierras and the air is blowing this direction. So once again, a reminder that our planet needs change. Our planet is changing. And one of the ways that we can support that is to use cannabis. And um, I'm certainly honored and proud to represent anything I can to educate about cannabis and to educate others. So thank you for having me here today. Ah, thank you. So tell our listeners a little bit about when you first learned about the benefits of cannabis, Nurse Lisa. Well, it was about four years ago. Uh, I feel like a baby in the industry, and I really am, because I was completely naive uh, about cannabis. My upbringing, Burbank, I was raised in Burbank, California, just outside of Los Angeles. And my uh, earliest memories around cannabis was my mom cutting some plants that were growing in our backyard that she recognized as cannabis. I didn't know what they were. I was a kid. And uh, she literally cut them and put them back in the ground. She was, you know, separating them from their root ball so that um, they would die because apparently my brothers had planted them <laughs> without her permission and she was afraid of it. You know, it was illegal. And so uh, that and images of uh, drug raids in the Los Angeles mountains, uh, Angeles forest where uh, so and I am Hispanic. My my maiden name is Solis, so I'm Lisa Solis along. So I was quite touched by uh, what Kenny was sharing about Mexico, um, as my mother was born along the Rio Grande in Texas. So I, I'm just so, it's amazing how it has come into my life and into the life of others. It, it seems like life itself leads us. And I really do believe that cannabis came looking for me. I did not go looking for it. And that happened when uh, I've had two sons with cancer. My oldest son, Justin, passed at the age of 15 in 2000. And then six years later, uh, my younger son, Jacob, was diagnosed with the same kind of leukemia. And he is alive and well. He just turned 21 last week. Yay! Yay. Happy birthday! Thank you. And so I've had this very deep and rich experience. I also have uh, um, two daughters. And my oldest daughter had moved up to... Eugene, Oregon, and uh, one day announced that she was going to leave her professional makeup artist career and start trimming weed, in her words. And I was floored. I didn't know anything about it. I thought, oh, yay, yay. You know, so much for those student loans. What's happening here? I was not thrilled. But 
the farmer that she was working with found out that she had a brother who survived leukemia and he immediately started sending me documentaries and information coming out of Israel and Spain about the endocannabinoid system and how cannabis actually works in the body. And I was completely floored. I mean, I had no clue that we even had an endocannabinoid system. And as a healthcare professional, I got angry. And once I learned how it worked in the body, I immediately understood that this, I've been looking for this plant my whole, for the last 20 years, like from what, and beyond, you know, my, my son was originally diagnosed in 1990. And that's when my, you know, my uh, interest in something that would relieve his pain, his nausea, his suffering and, and support his immune system and potentially prevent relapse. That's what I was looking for back then. And it took this long for me to find it. And as soon as I understood how it worked in the body, I became a champion for it. And, uh, and, I, and that's what led to um, where I am today and, and, you know, um, as part of the Cannabis Nurses Network. And, and I have to say, uh, I'm just so grateful this, for this community that you've created because it allows me to feel like um, a participant in, uh, in, in bringing more healing modalities to the world. And especially at a time when people are dealing with cancer and uh, opiate addiction and, and a whole myriad of, you know, and, and COVID and all the things that we're faced with, the fact that a plant can, uh, that cannabis can and does support the immune system so beautifully, uh, it, it's, it's time. It's time for all this to rise. Yeah. Did you see that new research that just came out about um, CBD being helpful for the cytokine storm associated with um, COVID-19 and that it helps to elevate peptides that that keep from having that autoimmune response that becomes so detrimental with COVID-19? Wow. Wow. I have not seen that, but I'm not surprised. You know, when we think about how when we know that, how, you know, how it supports um, uh um, homeostasis in our body and, and anything that does that is going to help us, you know, um, uh, help our immune system effectively fight, you know, whatever viral load is coming our way, you know? So, um, I, I found it I interesting too, Lisa, that mm-hmm. the research was done by dentists. Really? Not, not medical doctors, but dentists. And I thought, wow, that's really incredible. Wow. And, it, you know, and it's interesting to me, too, about CBD specifically. I know in the um, in the uh, um, conference I shared about uh, CBD isolate specifically, as I, I have sort of a fascination with it because uh, it, it gets vilified so much. But all the most of the research around CBD is done with isolate. So I felt like there's uh, got to be a happy place, you know, in between there for the for isolate products. And one that I found is water based. It's nano emulsified. It's made by Integrated Healthcare Solutions, and um, I'm always happy to share it with others because it is THC free and it's sort of a, a lovely tool uh, for first time users or people who are afraid to step into the cannabis product world uh, and try different things. It's a it's it's a good first product uh, I feel, and it's. Uh, and, and look, I mean, that's the research you just mentioned, you know, like there are benefits to using it. And it's definitely not, isolate is definitely not the answer for all illnesses. And all, I think that the full spectrum is absolutely necessary when it's, uh, you know, cancer related or something that's um, as serious as that. And, uh, but that's the beauty of cannabis. There's something for everybody. There's absolutely. something for everybody. It's- We're going to take a short break to acknowledge the important sponsors who help our show along. And we'll be back shortly with our very special guest, Lisa DeLong. 
Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the Green Peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Green Peak Peak with Richard Zwicky. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, beautiful listeners. This is Good News with Nurse Heather and Nurse Heather is having some dialogue today with Lisa Twinkle Toes DeLong. I mentioned that because she's apparently a very skilled salsa dancer, among many other things. And just before the break, we were going through some of the latest research on how cannabis can also be helpful in improving the immune system and preventing the cytokine storm and things that are related to COVID. But I know Nurse Heather's dying to ask another question. Well, I I love that we were talking about CBD and, uh, you know, Lisa really does advocate for whole plant medicine, but she's also finding a lot of benefit through this nano uh, nanotechnology for, for CBD isolate. And, you know, sh- you've kind of become through this knowledge that you gain through a cannabis farmer and your daughter, you yourself have actually become um, or identify as a cannabis nurse. And so I wanted to ask you a question, Lisa, what is a cannabis nurse from your perspective and why have you chosen to identify as one? Mm, That is such a powerful question. And I'm so glad you asked because I've asked myself that question. And especially when I was aligning with the plants, I felt like you know, when you have RN behind your name and you've had, and I've had, and I've had the kind of uh, life that I've had in dealing with childhood cancer for so many years and being along the bed at the bedside of dying children. And that's been part of my life experience as well. I take nursing very seriously. You know, I, you know, we, we know that it's the most trusted profession in the world, you know, in, in, in over and over again, um, in surveys. And so 
I never, there was a time, especially after my son passed, that I really hid as a nurse. I became a bereavement facilitator because I didn't, I couldn't trust my skills in, in the hospital anymore. And I was grieving and there were a lot of motivators and I felt very passionate for grieving people. So when it comes to uh, becoming a cannabis nurse, I really wanted to clarify and join the movement. I wanted to clarify that I am all for cannabis. I'm a, can a cannabis proponent. And then, you know, when I stepped into that first um, uh, uh, training um, that you had, and, and as I've taken courses online and things like that, I, I just learned more and more. And I think, you know, as this trusted nurse identifier RN behind my name, I want people to trust cannabis. And by stepping into this platform, it allows them to ask the question. When I, they see cannabis nurse on my business card or on my, you know, uh, different sites, I can, they say, what is a cannabis nurse? Is that even a thing? And it, it's an, a door opener for me to say yes. And I really also identify myself as a uh, more of an educator. My, my passion is to teach nurses. I, I've been speaking to healthcare professionals around the U.S. and Canada for the last five years in a leadership and manage, management type of capacity and inspiring them to um, really uh, reconnect to their purpose. And um, so this is a whole other platform for me to say, look, nurses, you know, you're learning skills, you're learning new skills all the time, but we know nothing for, about cannabis and our patients are using it. They're coming into the hospital using it. They're coming into clinics using it. And I, for one, do not want those cannabis patients, those cannabis users to be vilified by our healthcare professionals. They need to know that it is good. It is beneficial that states that have legalized cannabis are seeing over and over again, repeatedly, you, uh, um, um, a, low, a, a lower rate of um, opiate addiction. You know, it's, it's it's helping to reduce those numbers and see it for what it is. It is not the villain here. It is medicine, and it is a, allowing patients to uh, experience less pain and uh, support their immune systems and all those things. And so, my role as a cannabis nurse is to educate first and foremost. Yeah, no. And and why why do you feel that endocannabinoid system and cannabinoid education is essential for all nurses? Because not all of us know about it and it's not just the stigma piece. There's there's more to it. Why why do you feel that this endocannabinoid system and cannabis education is essential? I think it's essential because we're not hearing it from our anywhere else. You know, this is the largest series of neurotransmitters in our body. It is the mothership of our, I call it the mothership of our body. It's the, 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 the guiding system to keep homeostasis in our system. So it affects everything. It affects every, every aspect of our health. And uh, that the fact that this information has been withheld for, for decades, to me, is a clear indicator that there are forces opposing it. And being that we are Western trained, I am Western trained, you know, a, a Western trained medical professional, we're not getting it from our schools. We're not getting, getting it even now. It's, you know, nursing schools, I'm um, starting to segue into teaching nursing students. And, um, and it's kind of scary for the, for the, for the professors, you know, they're, yeah. they have to tiptoe around it. And, well. And even I, I though it's scientifically to, proven, you know, and Lisa, I tend to, well, I tend to look at it as the crony capitalism aspect of it, 
in which, you know, you have sort of the medical industrial complex, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, and all the power that they, they have, which led to, of course, the opiate, opioid overdose crisis. And we know that cannabis is successful in reducing opiate consumption by 25%, for example, in a state like Colorado. We know it's a more effective pain, you know, medication than opioids. And we know it can't kill you, you know, like opioids yes. do. But at every level, then we see sort of this anti-science reaction in this, you know, uh, current COVID uh, pandemic, even though we know the science of epidemiology and we know that, you know, basic certain essentials, if followed properly, can completely reduce the spread. But, you know, it's just been this constant fight over many years. No, no marijuana legality issues were ever presented before the early 1900s. It's only since then that we had to deal with prohibition in the 5,000 year history of, of cannabis. That's right. And it's also, you know, the indigenous people did not call their, uh, their, their cannabis plants. They had names, their own names for, you know, marijuana and ma and all kinds of different names in the indigenous community. They didn't call it a drug. It wasn't their medicine. They didn't call any of their plant medicines drugs. That was a, a, a distinctly modern, uh, word given to medicines that for thousands of, of years have been used to help heal people, to help promote their spiritual practices and keep them healthy, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. So, you know, it's a clear, it's so clear that this is all part of, uh, a, 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 you know, a mental, um, you might call disorder <laughs> of mankind to say that that we're, we like we we turn into abusers of it, um, and 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 it was vilified, and once it was vilified, that's when the abuse started. So, um, yeah. And I think that's why you know in California, which is a little bit different than some of the other states, and certainly other parts of the world, you know, we're really oriented and grounded in science, and so cannabis now in California. Uh, as a result of the 2016, we celebrate this as the fourth anniversary of cannabis legalization in California because that's when our adult legal passed. We also essentially bemoan the fact that another election occurred on that that, that same day that caused four years of misery. But yeah. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, the point being that in California, cannabis is not a medicine or a drug, and it's not even a food. It's an agricultural commodity. Mm. Yeah. And that makes it oh, so difficult. <laughs> yeah. So difficult. It's, it's, and it's, it's interesting because it is a plant, right? And, and it's one that we've used. It's a gentle plant medicine that um, I believe all people should have access to one way or the other. And I've got a few more questions for you, Lisa. I know that we need to show a little love to our sponsors here pretty soon. But when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about what you are currently doing to help influence the future of cannabis medicine. Yes, dear listeners, uh, we're going to take a short break, listen to what our sponsors have to say. Nurse Heather and I will make out during the next minute or so that you're away, and we'll be right back. Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Doc Rob. 
the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news. Only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, dear listeners. This is Canna Kenny, and I'm here with the amazing Nurse Heather. This is her good news show, and we have a great special guest, Lisa DeLong. Yes, and we were, I before we went to the break, I was um, posing the question to you, Lisa, about what you're currently doing to help influence the future of cannabis medicine. As we know, the healthcare system has issues. And uh, this plant is starting to really open that up for us to, to look at what these issues are all about. And by revolutionizing the future of healthcare, um, that's how we're gonna make some impact. And so what are you doing to help influence the future of cannabis medicine? Well, the first thing I'm doing is to keep educating myself. You know, it's it's easy to jump on the bandwagon of something that's kind of cool and trending, but it's it takes some um, some muscle to stay with it. And so, uh, by networking and training with organizations like yours, Cannabis Nurses Network, and others, and aligning myself with cannabis communities, I'm staying. You know, I can stay abreast of what's going on because I am very passionate about this. Sometimes I can get a little too passionate in the wrong crowd or an inappropriate crowd. So I have to, uh, you know, um, watch, you know, I have to know my audience and, and what I have learned over the years of uh, decades of dealing with the cancer issue within my own uh, life experience is that, you know, trends are trends and they, uh, and they are, they do set new parameters within the healthcare system. And so um, I'm, uh, specifically, uh, you know, like when my son, when Justin was originally diagnosed and um, holistic medicine was in, this was back in 1990, it was just on the fringe, like fringe people did uh, holistic stuff, you know, 
Um, and then 10 years later, when he relapsed, uh, at that point, we were ready to take him to a place called the Immune Institute in Orange County. And, and you know, we, I was more aware about holistic modalities and, um, and plant medicines and different things at that time. And unfortunately, we didn't have enough time with him physically to do that. And then fast forward six years and uh, go to Children's Hospital with my, you know, with, with Jacob, my younger son. And I walk in with a bottle of supplements and I say, I'm going to, I'm going to be giving my son these supplements I don't, and you can either know about it or not, <laughs> you know? So, and then at that point, his oncologist pulled out a big, uh, thick book out of his white lab coat pocket. And, uh, he, it was the list of all the ingredients in naturopathic medicine. And so he looked at every bottle I brought in and he said, okay, you can give this to him at this time and this to him at that time. And, um, and they served him probiotics at post antibiotic treatments and all these things that had just become mainstream, you know, and this is how cannabis will, uh, will enter the healthcare field as well by, because patients are using it and patients are showing up and saying, and teaching and educating their healthcare professionals. So somebody has to, you know, stand up for the, the patients have to stand up for themselves and say, this is what I'm using and this is why it works. I'm hearing story after story, after story, after story about, you know, a, a good outcome, lower blood pressure, pain relief, all these things um, that where the patients are the educators. And we've seen this in, in mainstream healthcare over and over. And then once the patients become educators and start using products that move dollars and save money in the healthcare system, that's when we see big change within the healthcare system. So for me, my purpose right now is to stay educated, stay on top of it and educate nurses and patients as much as possible. And we know our own cannabis nurse network and nurse Heather helped develop uh, Senate Bill 305 from 2019, which would have allowed and required hospitals and other healthcare facilities to allow safe access for their patients who are in hospice. And so we made that all the way through. We got a 77 and zero vote. Every Democrat, every Republican, every independent voted for it. The Senate, we had a 40 to zero every Democrat, Republican, independent. And we actually got that bill to the governor's desk who sadly caved into the hospital lobby and vetoed it, but we're still working mm. on that. And that's one of the mm. things that the Cannabis Nurse Network and Nurse Heather and your, uh, yourself, you're so valuable, not only in educating and informing people about the benefits of cannabis, but also in advocating you know, with the legislature and other places for change. Absolutely. And, and that's what's so important about for me personally to stay connected and walk closely with Cannabis Nurses Network as closely as I can so that I can stay abreast of these things. And if I can ever be of help in that campaign, please let me know. Yeah, we're bringing that campaign back next year. We got it reintroduced under another name, another number. And then COVID hit and the health committee decided they just didn't have the bandwidth to take it up this year. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to 2021 to reintroduce it. We'll We'll connect all of our cannabis advocates and particularly our cannabis nurses when we get rolling. Beautiful. That's beautiful work. Very important. Yes. And we, we love the Cannabis Nurses Network. It's made up of amazing nurses, just like yourself, Lisa, who are doing the work every single day. And the network is here to help empower and support and strengthen each of our members. Um, just so you know, we do have an advocacy and political action group. We would love to have you come and join that group, Lisa. And uh, we are working on some things to get going in 2021. So we'd love Wonderful. to have you on board. 
Thank you. I saw that post and I, uh, I'm, it's on my, I left it open so that I could make sure I remind myself to join. I appreciate that. And, you know, I have to say too, that um, the Cannabis Nurses Network is so friendly. It's like one of the friendliest, it's one of the friendliest communities and most supportive. I feel like if I ever had an issue or even a personal problem, you know, I could say, Hey, uh, I, I need some uh, good thoughts on this or some support on this. And I would have a myriad of nurses saying, we got you, you know, it's, it's, you've created a, a real, um, a very love filled atmosphere on the, in the network. And I really appreciate that. Well, we, we grew up with the saying nurses eat their young and at the cannabis nurses network, we, we coddle our young and we love everyone that's part of it. So thank you for being part of that and sharing your love with our nursing network as well. And, and when we launch our TV program, then we'll have you back to do a demonstration of your salsa dancing. Oh, I would love that. My favorite dance is hustle, actually. Okay, <laughs> I can bring we'll a dance do, partner. I'll show you all about it. <laughs> we'll do that, too. So, beautiful <laughs> listeners, it has been just a joy to have Lisa DeLong join Nurse Heather with good news with Nurse Heather. And we'll look forward to our next episode. We want to acknowledge all of our sponsors and let you know that our program can be found on CannabisRadio.com. Amazon Music, Apple, Facebook, Stitcher, and iHeart. Until next time, friends, is Good News with Nurse Heather over now. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.